Hello and welcome to The Leadership Journey. My name is Holly Ferguson. And I'm John Barclay. This is season three of The Leadership Journey. Can you believe we've gotten up to season three, John? It's exciting. It's been really a good journey talking about different aspects of business and leadership and and, and just un- unpacking that with everybody. I'm really yeah. enjoying the conversation. Talk me through, for those who didn't listen or those who need a recap, what did we talk about in season one and two? Yeah, so season one we decided to start with systems mm-hmm. and systemization, and probably in the context for small and medium businesses, but yet at the end of the day, systemization is about thinking through those those three S's. So I encourage people to go back and Look what were they? It was a scale, sale, and succession. And succession. And how about season two? Yeah, so season two was starting to get into my sweet spot. I really enjoy talking about culture, so mm-hmm. yeah, it was really enjoyable to start unpacking that with some some really long term mentors of mine around understanding culture. Now, season three, it's going to be all about leadership. John, you're a leadership coach, consultant, someone who helps leaders become better leaders. That's our motto. What comes to mind when you hear the word leadership? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is relationships and people. And I think that's the important distinction for us to start with. You know, we use the term leader a lot, um, but I think at the end of the day, we need to be clear about the difference between management or managing and leading. You know, they're two very separate skill sets. One's quite deliberately role defined most of the time when we get into what's defined as a leader's role such as a ceo or a coo or a gm manager superintendent supervisor they're they're predominantly a position that has managerial accountabilities and you know those that's the clear thing to remember you know we're there to manage things and manage outcomes uh leadership's about people and therefore then it's a skill set that comes with that and anyone can be a leader, but you don't have to be in a position that implies leadership. It actually anyone can be a leader because it's skill sets. That's interesting because a lot of the time people get promotions because of their hard or soft skills, or I guess it's more hard skills, right? It's the more applicable things, and then they may not have the leadership skills to back it up. Correct. And I think that's some of the challenges we keep facing is we promote people based on how well they manage the work, you know, so getting the outcomes and, and working through the processes. So when I say management, um, management or managing, I'm talking about the things, the schedules, the plans, um, tools, processes to get us from A to B and you know we're very reliable in getting outcomes. So we tend to rely on those hard skills, those technical skills, in promoting people and as we promote people what becomes evident very quickly is now we're we're doing that work through others and right. we're requiring others to leverage their skills and now all of a sudden that person requires what we would now be talking about as leadership skills and do you think there's any danger in someone stepping into a role that's got more accountability and they haven't led people before or they're not a natural leader themselves? Yeah, there is. I mean, it generally impacts the culture. You know, we talked a lot about what culture's about and leaders have a very big shadow. So leadership skills cast a big shadow over what people believe and people think and what people perceive as what we value. And for those who get promoted and and into roles where now they have to lead teams, that's becomes evident as a 
challenge or creates challenges because they don't communicate as effectively as people need. Uh, you know, they don't give feedback in a way that helps people understand how they're performing. Uh, you know, they don't understand well enough the power of the way they're interacting with people. They're just trying to get the outcome through managing stuff and that doesn't work for everyone. What are some of the most common struggles you see within leaders when you're coaching? Probably self-awareness to start with. I think most of them, most people in leadership, and I keep sort of doing the in bracket, inverted bracket here when I say leadership roles, so I'm more talking about managerial roles, they tend to not be aware of how they're interacting with people or how they're making others feel. So they're generally just task-focused. They're just wanting people to get on with the task and move things forward and don't always have the level of appreciation of how that's making others motivated or connected to the work they're doing. That's probably the first one. The first one. And what are some things you do to help people come to that realisation or more self-awareness? Probably a few things we're going to talk about throughout this, this season really is how do they understand probably a couple of things. How are they building trust with their teams and what does that look like and how do they know? And that probably leads to the main thing is how are you being more curious? You know, how are you actually trying to understand what others need and you know, others' preferences? We're in an ever-increasing diverse world and you know, we're getting more and more diverse workplaces. So leaders really do need to have the skill of understanding what other people like, what are their preferences, how do they like to be communicated with, how do they like to receive feedback, uh, how do they like to be given tasks, you know, delegated tasks? How do they like to be recognised? Uh, when you look at all those things, every individual has a slightly different relationship with those things. So not everyone likes to be recognised publicly. Right? They can find that embarrassing, where others get a lot of energy from being recognised publicly. Delegation. Some people just want you to tell them to go do something. And they're quite happy with that. Others want to be involved in the decision and how we're going to get there and want to have a conversation. Other people, when it comes to feedback, they like to just have it very clear and specific and just tell them how it is versus others can take that as criticism and therefore they're not have a good relationship with what you're trying to give them feedback on. So there's there's awareness that that is a really big trait to help leaders develop. Sounds like a lot to juggle. It is. Well, it is because we're talking about people. We're talking about personalities. And I think that's the clear distinction for me every time is management. When I'm managing, I'm managing things. So timetables, processes and structures. Leadership is about people. We can establish good systems and processes to enable the management of things, but it requires skills and it requires awareness to lead people. And leadership's not a role. Leadership is a skill and it's a, it's a way of doing things. And I think that's the bit we sometimes miss and call people leaders just because they're in a, a role of authority. But it doesn't mean they've got any leadership skills that are helping the team. Right. right. And uh, that's the key part I want people to keep understanding. Leadership skills are around communicating and behaving in a way that people want to follow. Right? So they want to follow the process, they want to follow the vision, they want to embrace the values and the purpose. Um, they want to be inspired by that, they become loyal, you know, they build trust, all these sorts of things that are really important. But management's about the planning, it's about the scheduling, it's about the systems and structures and processes, it's about having very clear objectives and putting the right measures in place. And 
they're both really, really important because you need both of those to get the outcomes you're looking for. At Barclays, we work with organisations for the purpose of helping leaders become better leaders. It has long been part of our vision to expand our services to enable individuals to also develop their leadership skills. That's why we are so proud to announce the Barclays Academy. This is a learning platform with a range of short courses covering leadership and health and safety topics. Learn from our experienced Barclays consultants and grow your leadership capabilities. Click the link in the description and use the code JOURNEY on any of our courses for 10% off. In previous seasons, we've spoken about your background in, in becoming a coach. Do you want to touch on that again and just let people know how you came to be someone who this is your living, you yeah. coach leaders for a living? It's been a long journey for me in that, you know, like anyone, I, I started front line as an operator in the chemical in, industry. Um, I was technically pretty savvy, so I could pick things up pretty quickly. And I guess I was recognized for that. And I was promoted into leadership roles, perceived leadership roles pretty quickly. And learned pretty, pretty quickly from that, that the skills that got me there were not the skills I needed <laughs> once I got into those roles. After a fatality, it shifted me over to safety and now I'd, I didn't have people reporting to me anymore, but I had to influence the whole organisation now. So that required a totally different level of leadership skills because now I had no position of authority. Uh, I think that's one of the things we use a little bit too much sometimes when we're in supervisory roles, superintendent manager roles. We use the position of authority to get people to do things rather than learning how to influence and inspire and I had the luxury of learning that and working with organisations to learn how to do that and I've been doing that now through behavioural principles, leadership principles, understanding culture. Moving into the consultant coach world, people pay me to be curious, people pay me to understand what's going on and look for things, look for what's happening, try and make, try and connect the dots. So through that process it's helped me be a, one, a better person but I think it's also helped me be a better leader and develop those leadership traits that now leading my own team within a business gives me a chance to really have those clear distinctions. Right. And what are some of the amazing moments you have as a coach? What makes you feel great when you see someone who you've been coaching have really an outcome or breakthrough? Oh, there's there's so many from just subtle things. You know, um, just seeing someone go from doing all the talking to their team to doing very little and doing a lot of listening. Uh, I find that very rewarding because now it's done what was needed, which was the leadership skill is to behave in a way that others want to follow. And to do that, they need to feel like they can contribute uh, and contribute in their own way. So that's that's probably a small one. I think um, when you start to see teams collaborate together, have conversations they've never had openly together and start to share things that are really deep. Now, when I talk about this quite frequently, we generally have a lot of surface-orientated conversations. We tend to talk and skip along the surface of things, just digging a bit deeper into some of that. What does that really mean? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to someone else? Uh, what impact does it have on us? Just seeing those conversations evolve 
and just seeing what it does for people in regards to feeling safe and feeling you know heard um, and seeing what that then does on probably why I was brought in in the first place to try and help get better outcomes right um, when you start to see productivity go up you start to see you know costs settle down you start to see less incidents and injuries you know you just start to see a whole heap of better outcomes because everyone's connected you know and everyone's working well together to get those outcomes and I guess we can't always measure the sort of personal stuff and like you say people opening up but you can measure things like turnover and um, injuries or and yeah finances as well well exactly I mean there's the traditional metrics that organizations use obviously productivity reliability some have really good quality metrics you know, they have people metrics such as turnover and, and leave and, uh, you know, then you've got your safety ones around incidents and reporting, um, even whether you know, proactively reporting or lagging reporting. And, yeah, you can, so you can see the impact on all of those. But as a coach, you, you start to see what's happening more upstream. You know, you're seeing the conversations happening. You're seeing people step outside their comfort zone and be courageous and say something before there's been an issue and seeing them speak up and raise those concerns give those commentary highlight things very proactively you know then you start to see managers start to see the power because one of the key things managers in management need to know what are my systems and processes doing and how are they working and the only way you're going to know that is by those who are using the system and operating within the system so if you don't have those skills to listen and ask really good questions to get feedback, then you, you don't really know what's not working in the system until it's too late. The costs have got blown out, productivity's gone down, turnover's going up, incidents are happening, and you've got to try and backtrack, right? And then you've got to try and find out, well, what's gone wrong versus having conversations day in and day out around what's, what's going right and what can we improve. And to wrap things up, John, For someone who has moved into a new management position and like you say, it's about management, but now they've also got these leadership requirements of them, what are some tips you would give a person in that position? There's lots of things you can be doing, but I guess the main one I would say is be very clear around the strengths you're bringing into the role and, and, and play off those strengths. So if you're very technically orientated, just understand that's a very good strength around the management needs of your of your role, right? So don't be afraid to lean off those. That's, that's the first thing. I think some people feel they have to suppress those things when actually, no, you, know, you need to be leveraging your strengths. The second one is, you know, be very clear around the gaps you've got and, you know, be humble in that. We all have gaps, right? And I think when you own them, you're more likely to go seek which is the third part of that, is go seek where you can learn. And there's different ways to learn. Feel free to listen to podcasts. Feel free to look at courses. Um, But don't be afraid to lean on people around you in the business. Look for those that do the things well that you want to learn. And go talk to them. Understand why they do what they do. How did they learn to do it? uh, What are some of the things that they should be practicing? So just don't be afraid to lean on people and I guess the final part and this is no plug whatsoever because I do it myself find a coach just you know find someone that's independently removed from what you do who is prepared to ask you some powerful questions to get you to think about things and that 
is probably one of the biggest things I think we we miss is you know we don't embrace people outside of our world to just look into our world and ask us some questions and soon as soon as I started a business that was the first thing I did was get it was get a coach because I just knew the power of that and I just encourage everyone if you haven't got a coach and you're in a managerial role um, find one. Well, thank you, John. That was really insightful and it is something that I'm coming to terms with that difference between a manager and a leader. And I think it's incredibly important to recognise. Yeah, it is. And just keep exploring it, you know, because they are two very separate things and, and people can explore that. And I look forward to unpacking more of that throughout the episodes in this season as we talk more about skill parts of leadership. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Leadership Journey. If you would like more information on Barclays, you can find all the links you need in the description. This season of The Leadership Journey is recorded on Wajak Noongar Budja. We pay respect to this land's traditional owners past and present.